Support for Old Kentucky Tales comes from the Jackson Purchase Historical Society, whose mission is to promote the interest, study, and preservation of Western Kentucky's history. Partnering with regional organizations to host events and programs, the Jackson Purchase Historical Society welcomes historians from the professional to the amateur to become a member. There are links to historical videos, biographies, archives, and more about becoming a member online at jacksonpurchasehistory.org. Under the leadership of that haughty woodsman, Daniel Boone, a large party set out for the new land, Kentucky. Don't tell to be pretty like me. I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Have I told you you people are crazy? This is Old Kentucky Tales, the only podcast that solemnly swears that we have never used rennet on the way to the cheese drawer. So I actually learned while researching yeah. this that what that was that rennet is one of the ways that you make cheese, and it's like uh, an enzyme from animal stomachs. Oh yeah, the old school cheese from the old country. <laughs> so is that an enzyme? Yeah, I guess it. I guess it is. And it's, it's, Turns the cheese delicious. Are you not going to explain this later? Probably. Uh, I can't do the scientific part too well. Well, I just know that that's the the way it happens. (laughs) Okay. Today's title is the land of milk and whiskey. Did you realize that milk is the official state drink of Kentucky? No, no, no way. Why would it be that? (laughs) Probably the 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 olden big milk. No, two thousand (laughs) five. That got picked in this 2005. Like over bourbon Post. that got picked? Correct. R- right. That makes no sense at all. KRS 2.084. <laughs> He's on it. Effective June 20th of 2005, milk is named and designated as the official state Aww. drink of Kentucky. Where that, are the protests? That is really, really crazy that it's not... I can't bourbon. believe that we just I mean, wasted our but time on that. How did that get like? It's those milk lobbyists. It's the, you, you really think it's milk? They, they never would have done that. They would have been mocked. Big milk. <laughs> yeah, the land of milk and whiskey, right? Uh huh. I am your host, Brent Taylor, and to my left is the man who gets verbose when the subjects get gross, <laughs> Jason Donner. <laughs> yeah, I don't like gross. <laughs> Clean it up. In this episode of Old Kentucky Tales, our main event will examine the role of milk and whiskey on the frontier. Our bonus material will include one final tribute to Todd for Producer Appreciation Month. And along the way, don't forget to support the fake history sponsors who support Old Kentucky Tales. The products are real, only the sponsorship is fake. If your husband had to do this, he'd buy an electric clothes dryer. Wash days are tough days, bending, stretching, and carrying the basket of wash. Besides saving you the backbreaking labor of old-fashioned clothesline drying, the modern convenience of an automatic electric clothes dryer cuts the time of an ordinary wash day to practically nothing. And clothes come out sparkling clean and fluffy dry. Be modern. Dry clothes electrically. Time saving, work saving, that's an electric clothes dryer. See your appliance dealer today. Kentucky Power Company. Yep, that was it. Back in, uh, they would just do cartoons in their ads. And this guy's like struggling to do the laundry. Oh, he can barely handle this laundry basket. I mean, part of the problem is like he could like step away from the dessert tray a little bit sometimes. (laughs) He's got a bit of a, you know, he's carrying some other stuff around. 
along with that. That's part of the problem. <laughs> right. But it does suck to do laundry this way. Did you ever like hang up laundry and stuff? Because I, I didn't, uh, you know. We dabbled in I didn't do it that. a lot, but when it I, happened at my when house. When I was a kid, yeah. Yeah, we did. We had the laundry line out we did there. It. Yeah, you had a clothesline. And yeah, it was, yeah, of course. We did it, it was my things mama did like it. primarily sheets. Yeah. Oh, I the, guess they just didn't want to dry them in the dryer for some reason. Well, they're big. I guess Is so. Is that it? Or was it like uh, we don't want people looking at our private uh, clothing? <laughs> We're going to block it out with our sheets. <laughs> we didn't long. have anybody around, so that wasn't the issue. It was no. Just- <laughs> you would sometimes see back then more of that, and then you'd see like somebody's like, okay, on the laundry. All right. <laughs> just at least try to hide it behind a sheet or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I did all that. Anyway, so the point of this ad is if you don't want to do the thing you never do, which is laundry, then buy her an electric dryer. There is kind of not, a threat there, she isn't She has there? to do it, or you're going to get stuck. Yes, possibly. And it's the power company that's doing the ad. Uh, They're at, saying, go right. buy the appliance, because yeah. they just want to sell that electricity. Of course, because that's going to be every week. Uh-huh. You just churn up the little <laughs> dial, right? Yeah, that's interesting little part of it. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a few different things and to that, unpack in all that, and that's kind of part of why I remember they would hang laundry. Like, mom, why are we doing this? Like, oh, this electricity costs so much. Like, it's a little Ex- memory. Yeah. Thanks for uh, yeah. opening up that yeah. pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, we'll just let the sun do it for free, right? I mean, it does work. There was the original solar power. It's a little stiff and smells like trees, but <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> that's just wind it's fresh. Just a shirt that you gotta wear. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Smells like the pig farm across the road. <laughs> no, it could be anything. It's like hanging there, melting in the sun. The sun is drying it with heat These and odors. whatever odors are around. Right. They're baking in to that Baking fabric. in. Yeah. And like tomorrow morning, I'm going to wear it to school. And people are like, why does Jason smell like pine cones? Why is it so much grosser if you say baking in? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you like, if you live next door to a restaurant, that would be awesome. You know, you have like steak scented sheets, bread scented sheets. I think we need to get a patent on this whole um, smell. Oh, just clothes that smell like food. Yeah, steak sheets. It does make people happy to smell that smell. It of smell, smells smells a very powerful sense. Yeah, and it makes people around you like wonder. <laughs> But also happy, like damn, that smells good. <laughs> Is that a new cologne you're wearing? <laughs> now for the moment we've all been waiting for. The main event. So this guy is Dr. Daniel Drake. We have met him before. We talked about this guy on the podcast. Yes, we met him when we talked about the corn husking. Being kind of like a sporting event. Yeah, the contest. I do remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is that same guy. And he he had written a series of letters to his children Uh just about what things were like when he was a little kid. Okay. And at this point, he's an older guy. So it's it's captured the time. And it captured the time. And then his children, as a tribute to him, had it published as this book. So he's going to tell us here a little bit about those same kinds of stories. But about milk and whiskey. In Cincinnati and Louisville, we think of the cow in connection with our tea and coffee, our butter, our custards and ice creams, but we never see her and are like thirsty people drinking from the impure and sluggish stream long after it has left the rocky fountain. (laughs) Why did they do this? 
<laughs> why do they write like that? This in the last episode. Why did they write like that? That's even hard to understand. It's beautiful in its way. Read it again. Oh, it, it is pretty. Yeah. It's but pretty, like, right? It's almost comically... Yeah. We are like thirsty people, drinking from the impure and sluggish stream long after it has left the rocky fountain. That is pretty. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's very like, pretty. this isn't like a professional famous writer. This is just an, a smart person yeah. back in that day. Yeah. He's an educated guy. Educated guy, but like, anyway, I know the styles just change, but... Yeah, but it is it is worth noting though. Yeah, it's really it's, funny it's, that it's just so different. It is and that different, student but it's also you mentioned like in that last episode. It's like what what are you even reading? I can't even tell. It's like a foreign language sometimes. It's true. In your native Western Reserve, the cow is thought of as a source of wealth and valued as so much trading capital. Far different was her rank and condition in the early times of which I write. For old Brindle was then a veritable member of the family. <laughs> that <laughs> That's like Bessie. Cat. It's like okay, Bessie, right? Yeah. Except she's Brindle. Brindle. <laughs> okay. You know, that's kind of a pretty name. Yeah. If you're going to name a little one. girl out there and you've been listening to the podcast, <laughs> consider Wait, no, no, Brindle. no, no, no. It didn't mean No, you cow. said if you're listening and you have a daughter, name it Brindle. Yeah. Right, Brent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so old Bessie was had rank now, but not as much back then. As long as we never saw her <laughs> with your remnants or whatever it is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, she took her slop at the cabin door while the children feasted on her warm milk within. <laughs> she took her what? Her slop. slop. Yeah. So she ate at the cabin door. Yeah, they just threw it out the back. While the children feasted. Up. Yeah, and apparently we milk her while she... <laughs> I hope that they milk it in a bucket first. Um, That's what you mean. You know, it it does not say that. No, it does not say that. It didn't say the children collected (laughs) and went and put it in the refrigerator. It sounds more like they just bellied up. (laughs) (laughs) They feasted. (laughs) They they just kind of... Or bellied down. Reached reached under there. (laughs) Yeah, you lay under it like you're changing your oil. (laughs) That's, the That's perfect disgusting. visual for I, That can't be what he meant. Um, he it, probably just meant he they might not have meant collected. That. Yeah, the <laughs> calf, the calf grew up in their companionship uh-huh. and disputed with them for its portion of the delicious beverage, which she distilled from oh. the cane and luxuriant herbage in which <laughs> she waded through the day. <laughs> so he's just talking about. The milk that was made from the grass she walked through and ate. Yeah. Good oh, translation. Oh, God. Oh, wow. All right. So they're fighting with the baby cow over the milk. Right. <laughs> it was my function when our arrival was likely to get beyond its share to take it and is, hold it away uh, till mother should get ahead. He's pulling the cow away from whom? The kids? Uh, the calf. So so the calf. he's holding the calf away from the mother cow so that she can So that walk? milking can happen and so forth. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I spoke just now of slop, but Brindle yeah, had other did. food at milking time. <laughs> from October till January, the pumpkin was no unimportant ah, part of her diet. No kidding. Pumpkin. And nothing could afford richer or sweeter milk. <laughs> pumpkin cream spice. Mm-hmm. It was the original, right? <laughs> does now, does I, what the cow eat affect milk? It does, right? I guess. I have heard tale that if the cow gets into onions... <laughs> Let's yeah. debate milk for a minute. <laughs> I mean, I drink milk. Oh, yeah. No, you don't drink as much as when you're younger. 
because you're older and you well, just yeah, don't you don't need milk. those calories. Yeah, you just don't. But when you really think about it, oh, you can't think it's about it. Really gross. Yeah, you can't think about any of that. But if you, you just really have think to about it. Close your but eyes like and down the hatch. I don't like that big milk got the Kentucky State drink to be not whiskey or bourbon. I don't like that. <laughs> In the absence of every kind of cultivated fruit for pies, the pumpkin, moreover, was a resort of inestimable value, and hence it was among the staples of every little field of overshadowing corn, acquiring a vast size and delicious flavor in the fresh calcareous soils (laughs) and was gathered in when the corn was pulled. All right, so they're planting pumpkins too. For yes. everyone, for the cows, or just people just like pumpkins. He's I, just say, talking about pumpkins for a minute here. Yeah, they um, they don't have a huge variety in that diet, so they're eating pumpkins, and so they're yeah. eating a lot of pumpkins. Yeah, abounding in saccharine matter, its juice boiled down made a very <laughs> tolerable molasses. More pumpkin. Okay. Yeah. It's almost like the Bubba Gump that stuff, is, right? Yeah, they're making the lattes. Pumpkin back then. molasses, <laughs> pumpkin pie, <laughs> yeah, pumpkin okay. flavored milk. I thought this was about whiskey. That's later. You got to get through the milk to get to yeah, the whiskey. That's funny. Just like in real life. Yuck! Don't give babies whiskey <laughs> first, unless they're teething. If oh they're yeah, teething, that's you one of those uh, remedies from the old. That's right. Older folks. Try it. My mama Trilby. That's yeah. what she would do. I would, don't, I Is would that a real person, it. Todd? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's my my great grandmother. Okay. Oh, you're. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah they. She would probably recommend if their teeth really hurt, just rub it on a little bit. Yeah. No. Just. Just. Here's a shot. Just milk and whiskey. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I have already spoken of grating and pounding corn, toting water from a distant spring, holding the calf by its ears at milking time going to the pond on wash days, and divers other labors with which mother was intimately connected. But my domestic occupations were far more extensive than these. To chop, split, and bring in wood, keep up the fire, pick up chips in the corn basket for kindlings in the morning, and for light through the long winter evenings, when tallow, and what he's referring to there is tallow. Yeah, like a candle. Yeah. Yeah. When tallow was too scarce to afford sufficient candles, and fat... So necessary for cooking that the boat lamp stuck into one of the logs of the cabin over the hearth could not always be supplied, were regular labors. To bring water from the spring, which was but a short distance from the house, was another. To slop the cows, and when wild, drive them into a corner of the fence, and stand over them with a stick while mother milked them, was another. Occasionally... Occasional Huckleberry Finn would walk by. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> <laughs> Rattling up the old fence. Occasionally, okay. I assisted her in milking, but Sister Lizzie was taught that accomplishment as early as possible, seeing that it was held by the whole neighborhood to be quite too gallish for a boy to milk. So this is kind of like okay. with our commercial while ago, right? Yeah. So the commercial suggests there are men's roles, women's roles. And you don't cross those. And, all right, don't be caught milking the cow. Correct. Because girls do that. Yes. So she's saying, still do it. Just hide or get up really early. Is that what she's saying? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's like, you know, like, you know. But don't get caught. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's where we are on this. That's what he's going to do. Okay. And mother, quite as much as myself, would have been mortified if any neighboring boy or man had caught me at it. 
1842, when I was sailing on the northern lakes in quest of information on the condition, customs, and diseases of the Indians, a gentleman who had been much among them told me that as he was once traveling a bridal path, he saw some distance ahead an Indian family about to meet him. The man had on his shoulders a heavy pack, and the wife was following him. They instantly stepped aside into the woods, and when they resumed the path, the burden was on her shoulders. It is evident <laughs> that he had some tenderness of heart, and while they were alone, he was willing to relieve her. Yeah. And she was willing that he should do it. But neither could, be, could consent to his performing so feminine a labor in the sight of others. Wow. Yeah. The rifle was his appropriate burden. <laughs> Thus it is that from the bark, wigwam to the log cabin, and thence to the palace, public opinion displays its fantastic tyrannies. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. How about this dude in the 19th century saying, isn't that weird? Yeah. Like how ahead <laughs> of his time is Dr. Daniel Drake? By a strange inconsistency, while it prescribed milking by boys, uh -huh. it permitted churning. That's not the image I have of farmers back then. It was the old man farmer out there sitting on the stool. And that's the image we see. Yeah, and actually, now that you mention it, there are some later 19th century pictures of boys milking cows. So, so anyway, the boys cool. can churn. and um, Yeah, that's perfectly fine, he says. And he says, that's weird. You know, why, why not milking? Yeah. And why is churning okay? Well... I mean, it is kind of weird. Maybe it has something to do with the cow. Like too suggestive <laughs> Intimacy, uh, of something? so to speak. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. There probably no. is something in there. There's if you were something to in there like that we won't explore because <laughs> we're pretty good right now. <laughs> right. But you were interested in getting to the whiskey part. Well, I'm just you? curious. <laughs> that's, that's half the story. We're all interested in that part. <laughs> right. <laughs> skip, skip. 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. Here's really a good time it. to skip ahead 30 seconds. Exactly. <laughs> Throughout the period of which I write, father aimed at raising horses for sale, and one of them proved to be very fine. Not satisfied with any price for him at home, father resolved to try a foreign market. And this is actually kind of funny. And it was no other than the adjoining county of Bourbon. <laughs> so the foreign market is one oh, county okay. over. Because <laughs> uh, these people around yeah, here are not like, giving me the right price. to another country. Yeah. yeah. There he sold him to Mr. Later Colonel Garrard, a son of old Governor Garrard. And that is one of Kentucky's early governors. In part pay, he took 100 gallons of whiskey. From this guy that lives in Bourbon County. Yeah, so, so one... County over, yep. he gets the right price, but it's not all cash. He gets 100 gallons of whiskey in this trade. <laughs> Which is a lot of whiskey. That is a lot of whiskey. <laughs> 100 gallons. Feels like a lot. When it arrived, we felt quite rich. What's the shelf in the store value of 100 gallons of whiskey? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It is must have been a lot. He just gave <laughs> that's him that because he of had dollars, that. dollars, right? Yeah. I, I mean, like today. Oh, you, you mean right now? Bought, yeah. If, like, right now, know. if you went and bought 100 gallons of whiskey, set you back. Uh, I don't know. Uh, to tell us, Brent, how much <laughs> does a gallon of whiskey do the math? I mean, I don't know. Todd, Todd, you've watched TV. Tell us. What would that cost? <laughs> I don't even think they measure... It's half gallons. It's like in liters. Well, yeah, that's like one. I don't yeah. know what it is. So. But if you had like a couple of liters, yeah, that's still. pretty much a gallon, right? Right. Yeah. You're looking at 
a lot of money. <laughs> well, and, and, and you're right. I mean, on the like cheap on the 30, cheap end, you might be talking twenty bucks. Yeah, and on the thirty more bucks. Expensive end, you might be talking fifty or sixty. Okay, right. for the. Is this about a horse? Is that what <laughs> it was? They traded it for the horse, and now they yeah. got the whiskey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a barrel was immediately tapped, and the tin court scoured bright as possible uh. and put into requisition. Our customers were, of course, the neighbors, most of whom regarded it. So they, they start selling the booze, <laughs> yeah. like at their house. <laughs> it's true. Okay. They're running a bar out of their house now because they got 100 yeah, gallons just, in this trade. Yeah, you could just start a bar anytime you yeah, want. Yeah, it was largely then. unregulated at the time. <laughs> That's exactly right. There were no rules in the 19th yeah, century. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like what? Like, a, you know, like 25 cents or something? Uh, he is, they are going to sell it for a quarter. That and he'll tell us here in a minute exactly the, the price they charged. <laughs> Um, the, our customers were the neighbors, most of whom regarded it as a duty to their families and visitors, <laughs> not less than themselves, to keep the whiskey bottle well replenished. Ah. For a friend to call and find it empty was a real mortification to one party <laughs> and quite a disappointment to the other. And that's, you know the, that's well put, too. <laughs> that's funny. And, and on a serious note there, I saw some math on this, and Americans from that era – Drank twice as much hard liquor than we do today. Yeah. So, I mean, that, is that's that because a beer was less likely available? I don't know. That's I think a good it was question. just more socially acceptable in more situations. So, you can drink on the job. You can, I mean, there's. Yeah, it's more transportable. You, you drink kind of as um, like a medicine sleep aid. Sure. There's, a, there's all kinds of that stuff that they did back then. And we should talk about that, too, sometime, about laudanum and all that stuff. <laughs> and so then that person who was apt to revenge himself by speaking of the matter to some other neighbor as an instance of meanness or, more accurately, stinginess. Can you believe they didn't have enough whiskey for the guests? Yeah. So socially, it's important to have a drink ready for your person that drops by. Yeah, it's like an episode of Mad Men. <laughs> Whiskey, yeah, of course. That's if you stand up immediately and go behind the bar and start making a drink. <laughs> That's right. It's an excuse to drink. <laughs> there were some families in the neighborhood, however, who did not keep nor drink whiskey. They were Methodists, and as it <laughs> okay, and as it was a rule in the Methodist <laughs> that church rule? at that time, its members should not drink ardent spirits. They were, in fact, the first temperance society uh, after the uh, Rechabites. Man, you're getting into some interesting things that would be great to talk about, too. <laughs> just that, just temperance, just that whole movement. Yeah, this is touching ever on Ever got there, yeah. They were reproached, however, for their total abstinence. Can you believe these people? I think they're okay. so good. They don't right, know. so it was like, no, we don't believe in doing this. No, 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 you're still shunned for not doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were offended that they wouldn't do it. People are funny animals, right? How do they even know what's in their house? I guess they'd go to their house and they didn't give them a drink. <laughs> well, it's funny. All right. His father thought this same kind of thing, um, and he'll tell us here in a second. And I recollect to have heard father say that he had no doubt they drank behind the door. <laughs> That's what everybody in town saying. You know they're still doing it. Right. Yet he was himself a professor of religion <laughs> and should have spoken differently. He's, so he's kind of oh yeah was, he's kind of saying dad but probably he's being have said a little that. bit of a yeah gossip right now the sale of whiskey devolved largely on me I had learned moreover to write a little and mother made a small blank book in which I charged most that I measured out 
Thus, I was once a sort of barkeeper, or at least commenced my mercantile career by retailing whiskey. At seven this evening, <laughs> okay, I got you. In the midst of this letter, in which I am recording this early history, I had to lay down my pen and deliver in the university before our physiological temperance society a lecture on the diseases produced by habitual excessive drinking. But I took good care not to tell the audience that I was once engaged <laughs> right. in selling whiskey to a whole neighborhood and felt very glad when I saw a boy coming with his junk bottle or half-gallon jug. Yeah, The price was 18 pence, 25 cents a quart. Yeah, that would have been actually a great story to lead with his lecture about uh, the, the ills of drinking. You know, it's like, when I was a little boy, I did this. Uh, so his parents put him in charge. What do we say his age was? They put him in charge of basically selling it. He was probably twelve write, or something. Write it all down and yeah. you know keep track of the money, and people just did it. That's a really great story. I like that. Yeah. All right. Let's pay a few bills while we're at it. This part of the program is brought to you by the Boyd White Private Surgical Hospital and Infirmary, selected at Paducah. This institution is fully equipped and has better furnishings than any similar institution in the state. Two trained nurses in constant attendance, located corner of Broadway and 6th, one block from the Palmer House. So they've got an entire staff of two nurses. Yeah. You're in good hands there, Jason. Is this building um, still around? It's hard to say. It looks like every other building. Yeah, it's probably it's gone, say, though. Probably. It doesn't. It doesn't seem familiar. What does that mean, though? The private surgical hospital—that means something, right? This is for the rich people, basically. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't what does know. that mean? I don't That's... know if it just means privately owned. I'm not sure. Yeah, it but it's definitely like... a small-time hospital. Yeah, it's like a little hospital. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a clinic, but a but hospital. You can sleep there. Yeah, yeah. It's like going to the doctor. <laughs> so, so what's the hook here? This is pretty boring, Brent. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, just thought it it's interesting that, that nur two that nurses. That was a big deal. Like, they're going to have two nurses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're <laughs> lucky to have it back then. Any any additional help? And we are lucky to have Todd oh, as our producer. I thought you said the last one was the last this one. This is the last one. Oh, this is the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So there are four just weeks in the month. Any extra ones in. <laughs> Although the last one was good, uh, Todd in German. <laughs> I to Toad. Toad. Toad meant death. Yeah, right. I think, I think you have a different idea about what appreciation <laughs> I is. I know, it's way <laughs> off. <laughs> We're different. We're coming at it from two different perspectives. Oh, I just read the word. Oh, you for, for this week's? <laughs> yeah, this is the little, uh, the, the little we, buzzword for this seg segment. And that is the hot toddy. Hot we have toddy. A, a hot toddy recipe. Oh, sure. As <laughs> my wife calls me around the house. Oh, God, that's probably that. Maybe that's come up a few times, Todd. For real, people call you that. No, it's per. It's, <laughs> they do now. Has never done it. Yeah. Never. I don't know. I guess it's a kind of a stretch, but once it occurred to him, it'd be irresistible. Have you seen me? <laughs> well, that's not, not just mean the phrase is hot toddy. No, no. I don't like saying it. It sounds dirty. It sounds sexual. I never Only liked it. Only when you say it. Hot Only toddy. When you say it. Maybe, maybe that's it. <laughs> 
This should be your new signature drink, by the way, Todd. Like, oh yeah, that's probably like, yeah, that's what, what they're getting like. Oh, what do you toddy? want? To, that's what it is. What do you want to drink, hot toddy? <laughs> we'll have some. It's hot disgusting, though, right? Is this it drink? like hot team? Well, whiskey? it's a it's a half a cup of water, <laughs> an ounce and a half of bourbon, water, a tablespoon of honey. Yeah, water. That's a bad base, right? I guess. Yeah. Uh, two S- tablespoons of lemon juice. A cinnamon stick and a lemon <laughs> slice for garnish. Who has a cinnamon stick? Uh, then you combine all those ingredients yeah. and you pour over the hot water and stir to combine. That's, and that's it? a hot toddy. Why do I think it's tea? Well, it's kind of tea-like, right? Because yeah, you have to boil it. I guess. I th- You're getting yeah, that I thought simmering it was like water. A whiskey tea that we. So how many ounces honey? are you making? You're sick. Whatever a cup is, plus another like, like, <laughs> couple it, of ounces. Like, is it a, is it a teacup? Is it like you know, like maybe <laughs> three or make? four ounces. Can he get it in a thermos is what he wants to know. Well, no, well, sort of, sort of. I'm just thinking that, man, that's a lot of, it seems like a lot of effort to go through for this one drink. Yeah. You're going to have to quadruple yeah, the recipe. Yeah, that's cook it. <laughs> right. You're, is it boiled? Is that what it is? Uh, warmed simmered. Up? Simmered. simmered. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you can do this in bulk, that's that. maybe that's different. Yeah. And according to the internet, this thing can help you through a cold. That's what I've heard. That's what I'm basing this on, yeah. Todd. You were like me, probably heard it in some from some old wives' tales. Yes, but yeah, I've heard heard this as a kid. They drink that, make your toddy. I'm like, what the yeah. hell? Yeah, what going, is that, Grandma? Going back to Mama <laughs> Trilby. Yeah, that's an old <laughs> yeah. wives' tale. Yeah, but Brent here is like 20 years old, so he's on the internet. That's where he found it. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We have now turned to the final page of this chapter. You can download even more episodes on iTunes or the NPR One app. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or rate us. We Nobody, do actually like that. They never do. Yeah, like once we in a while. We would love right? it. We would like, what? This We've, really happened? We have, a, we have a 4.2 rating, two votes, right? Why don't we just go in and make up a bunch of fake ones and do it ourselves? That's going to be how we have to do I it. I think that's what it's going to come to. Special mm. thing. Special thanks to WKMS, our producer Todd Birdsong, the Paducah School School of Art and Design, Uh West Kentucky Community and Technical College, and the rest is history.